We have uh, a very incredible moment in our election history coming up. Uh, and that's going to be, of course, uh, on Tuesday, the 8th. And I'm really looking forward to it. Joe Rogan calls the upcoming midterm elections the equivalent of a bloodbath. And he says it's worse. It's going to be more intense than that. It's going to be like the bloodletting that you saw from the elevators in the movie The Shining. Right? So, I mean, I thought that was a great example of that. Uh, ben Shapiro thinks it's even more than that. Um, it'll be more like a tsunami at the end of, uh, you know, deep impact. Anyway, I, I think it's going to be very bad for the Democrats, great for the Republicans. Either way, even if it's 80% of what many people think, it's still going to be a huge success. Um, and that, that's going to be a, a great moment for ourselves. Look, and I want to know why. I mean, you know, this should be obvious, but we've been... You hear everyone saying that everything's been gaslit for so long, and that's true. There is something to that. But this, this pretense that somehow they know what's best for the country, and this is where democracy really thrives. Um, it, it thrives in the sense of people being able to push back and say, look, you know, what you're proposing, we don't like. You know, we gave you power, you abused the power, and now we're not going to let you have the power anymore. Thank you very much. Give me, give me that gun, sir, right? That, that sort of attitude. And all the while, they had been telling us that they, you know, that, that there's no inflation, there's no recession. Afghanistan was a fantastic pullout. It was one of the best pullouts in military history. It was, it was just awesome. Um, there's no, um, there no infl inflation, like I said. There's no crime. There's no homelessness. In fact, crime went down. Um, the, the economy is just ever so great. Uh, you know, racism, however, of course, is, is just blatant. We have to continue pursuing the fight against racism, even though it doesn't really meaningfully exist anymore. They don't uh, talk at all about the rise in anti-Semitism or Asian uh, violence against Asians, but they do talk only about uh, violence against blacks. Uh, they don't talk about um, all, all the horrific crime that's happening in Democrat cities, Democrat-led cities. These are the things they won't talk about, but they'll, they'll pretend to you all the time. They're, they're telling you what, what is. Even in these recent debates with Kathy Hochul, for example, telling us all that somehow crime is down 15% relative to what? You know, <laughs> relative to, I don't know, uh, the, the most violent times in New York City in, in the 1980s, perhaps? I don't know. It's crazy. So gaslighting, yes, no doubt about it. But there's, there's something more to it. It's going to be a, this dramatic pushback. And saying to the Democrats, you don't know jack about what we are thinking. You're telling us what we think, but you've gotten everything wrong. There's not a single thing that you got right. So you didn't get the economy right. You, you said that it was transitory. You said it would, it would only happen for a couple of months. You said it was even going down a bit. Uh, and it was just, there were all lies, everything about it. You, you were lying us to, to us about uh, the COVID um, infectiousness and the vaccine uh, promises and everything else. And you, you kept on pushing on us and, and we, we pushed back. We're telling you now, we think you're full of crap, right? There's more feedback in, in other products, right? If you think of, of a politician as a product, Right, it's supposed to deliver something, right? You buy, you buy. Uh, I don't know that that um, those pills. What are they called? Uh, balance of nature, right? And you get you get those balance. Of, and, you and if it's a less obscure product, like maybe Coca Cola. Or all right, no, no, but no, no, but no, no, but hold on. 
you know, for you, Tampax, I, I understand. You know, d does the Tampax work for you? I, I don't know. I use uh, Always. Okay, so, so you bought Always. It's, it's very effective for you, apparently, right? No, I don't like the penetrative aspect of a tampon. <sighs> All right. I don't know. Anyway, the point is that, you, you know, I thought, I thought I'd go one way with this thing, but it always turns out when you turn the microphone to Ari. Anyway. You're the one who brought up Tim. That's <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, so, so when you, okay, so Ari, when you do your transgender surgery coming up, what is it, next month, right? When you do that, okay, you expect that your transgender surgeon will do the job right, Right? Okay, good. You'd be upset, for example, what with you wanting to be a woman, if he gave you another penis, right? That, that would be upsetting that would to be you. Bad. <laughs> that would be very bad. It would, okay. So, that, so this, this is, I mean, anyways, you see a politician as a product, right? A, a delivering a service one way or the other. And, and these politicians have not delivered, right? You wouldn't buy that product again, would you? You wouldn't go to that surgeon again, would you? Already no, you wouldn't. Uh, right? And I'm a lawyer. If I, if I consistently deliver horrific results, I don't expect those clients to come back to me. I, I, I couldn't blame them. Right? Same thing with everything. And so it's about accountability. Now, we only have this accountability moment uh, pretty much every two years. So there, there are exceptions, of course. You can do some recalls in some states. Uh, you can impeach in other states. Uh, you can have these special elections in other states. But as a practical matter, it's only once every two years. And yet, the Democrats, the whole party, believes that once they have power, they will just spoon-feed spoon you what to think, how to handle every given situation, and you'll believe it. Because they believe it. They want to believe it so badly. So this is what we'll tell people, and this is what they'll believe. And if you want any proof of that, you can just look at Kathy Hochul from New York, um, or the, uh, the woman from Arizona who's running for, uh, what's her name, Hobbs? Hobbs. Or Who's the Paul running Pelosi for governor? Situation. The pa oh yeah, Paul Pelosi. We'll, we'll get to, we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> Trust me, All right? But they'll tell you anything, and they 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 say it, and that they expect you not to ask any questions. And what's her name? The Jean Pierre, the uh, spokeswoman for Jean Pierre. Yes, yes. She's she's believable, imminently believable, because she's a black woman, gay. Uh, person. So therefore, she, what she's saying must be totally accurate, uh, totally on the up and up, because, you know, just her skin color alone, just her gender alone, just her orientation alone uh, gives her the bona fides to, to, um, to make you believe whatever she wants you to believe. Okay? Yeah, straight That's for it. the movie, Say Anything, and she does. <laughs> yes, it's true. Say Anything Indeed. Look, um, so I, I think that we're going to take both the Congress, uh, both the House and the Senate. Uh, God willing, it'll be more than 51. I'd like it to be 55 somehow, but I, I don't think that's going to be the case. If I had to bank on anything, I'd say 52 uh, Republicans versus 48 Dems, and that'll be nice. What do you? What is your take on the number of congressional wins that we'll have? Obviously, we're going to take the House, but what do you think? I have no idea. I, as far I was asking, you see, folks, that's why we have Ari David here so for his his expert opinion, and you can take that to the bank. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My point about this is, I know Republicans win basically everything, but what will the vote fraud uh, result be? How much effect will fraud have? How much of it will be unchallengeable? Tonight. 
Biden is going to be making a speech about our democracy and about those who question the results of elections. What does that tell you? It tells you they're going to be cheating. Yeah, right? exactly right. And then so. they're going to criticize you if you say, hey, you, you guys cheated. No one's ever cheated here. The only people who ever cheated was Bush in 2000, Bush in 2004, and Trump in 2016. Otherwise, we've had the cleanest elections in American history, provided we win, of course. So if, if any of you think that Ari sounds drunk, I, I think you're not alone. I, I think he does sound a little bit that way, but maybe that is because he is drunk. I, I don't know. But I think his points were well taken. Uh, it's, it's always the cleanest uh, election in history when they win. It's always uh, obviously the dirtiest election when the Republicans might win. I think, I think, Ari, that you're right, that there's going to be some degree of fraud uh, involved in this upcoming uh, midterm election. I don't know that it will sway more than one or two a couple of districts, only because, uh, unlike the presidential uh, ticket in 2020, where they were really only fighting to cheat on one, uh, one, one level, just, just the presidency. And, and we know that because they had so many of these ballots that were just for Biden and, and nothing down ticket, and all of them seem to be so identical to one another. Well, so some states, like the, 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 uh, the guy running for Senate in Michigan, that black guy, I think Jefferson or Jackson, he lost. And it, 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 was, it was only the presidential selection in him that went for Biden, and everything else on, on these given ballots was for Republicans. So those, sometimes it went a little farther than that. And then, of course, we had the same situation in the 2020 runoff elections in Georgia on January 5th. Yes, yes. So, mm, yeah, yeah, you know. You know, yeah, it's, it's a good point. So I mean, there definitely are some elections. But I'm saying, you know, this is across the entire country. I think they're going to have some trouble cheating on everything. There, there are too many, too many hands that have to, you know, put their hand, fingers in the dike yeah, to, to make sure that this flood doesn't impact them. I, I think they're going to have a tough time. There are too many holes there. So... Um, this leads me to my next point, which is about how they, there's this new phrase, uh, uh, election denier. Have you heard of that? Yeah? Yeah, okay. one. Okay, so yeah, we deny that the election, they're correct in that sense. We, we deny that the election was clean in 2020. Uh, and, and, you know, of course, many other things, but the more famous one being the 2020 election. And they, they think that by saying, oh, he's an election denier, that's good enough. But that's the funny thing about it is that you know, they, they want to deny so many other things. I mean, part, I mean, it's legitimate and reasonable for us to deny the validity of the 2020 election, not only because of all the, the factors that we've already pointed out so many times, you know, Trump winning Florida, Iowa, and Ohio massively and still losing somehow the election, the 10 million, dollar, uh, 10 million uh, more votes, blah, blah, blah. There's a, there's a huge number of factors. But in addition... So, like, these people, we're supposed to believe these people who themselves deny the existence of massive crime, who deny the existence of massive homelessness or the, the effectiveness of, of how to take care of the homeless at all. Uh, the, they, they deny that inflation is happening or that to, to, uh, inflation will be anything more than transitory, who deny the disaster of the Afghanistan pullout, who deny that there's anything happening at the border, right? I mean, that's the ultimate denying, Right. So, but that, that were the, the deniers somehow, right? Mm -hmm. but, but in fact, they're the ones denying reality when it comes to the election of 2020, right? I mean, here it is. It's on its face. All these factors 
all these wild, and not just some anomalies, like, but wild anomalies. Like, uh, again, 18 out of the 19 bellwether counties went for Trump. And they deny, you know, that, that, that's of no consequence to them. They're not interested in that. Never mind, it's always predicted who will be the president based upon those bellwether counties. But, but not this time. And, and, and in addition to everything else, they, they, they shut down the elections, first time in history. They're denying that reality. Yeah, we're, we're, we may be election deniers, but they are reality deniers. Yeah, and that shut down, you're talking about the, the drop and roll. A water main break allegedly happens in Atlanta, Georgia, and suddenly voting stops in six other states that didn't have a water main break. Well, it was a very big Isn't leak. That, it was a huge leak. leak. You don't understand how big that leak was. Yeah. It was as, you know how big the leak was? It was as big as the, the red tsunami that's about to happen on the 8th. How about that? You mean Hillary Clinton's monthly cycle? Oh, yeah. Oh. God, it's I, just, I, I, I do not know how I work under these conditions. You, dear listener, have to suffer. I understand. It's okay. Anyway, the, the, the denying, you know, we're, we're the election deniers, but they, they get to deny reality of all other kinds. They're cool with that. And then, of course, they deny the, the, the distinction between a man and woman. They can't even accept the reality of a woman being a woman. They they, and we're the crazy ones. We're the election deniers. They, they want to equate yeah. us to, to being a Holocaust denier. We're running a war on women when they have annihilated women from even existing? Hmm? What, what do you mean? In the abortion context? Well, no. Remember Mitt Romney's war on women, women full of binders. Republicans are running a war on women. That whole meme the 2012 cycle had, right? right. Well, they've gone so far as they've nuked women now. They don't even exist. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll try to understand that later. You know? yeah. Okay, so I, I, I get you. Uh, I feel you. But at the same time, I, this, this denying of reality is uh, the, the main offering point. I mean, if, if I were to tell my clients, for example, after, if they lose a case, oh, no, 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 you, you actually won the case. No, no, you don't have to pay millions of dollars to the other side. They have to pay you. Thank you. Have a nice day. Right? I mean, if, if I said that, I would be laughed out of town. It would be ridiculous. I mean, I can, I can just imagine the Yelp review on that one. So I, I think that they do this all the time. Right? So, but then they're so, so, so surprised. We are, the, per, we are the, um, the consumers of their political product, meaning that they're, that they're supposed to deliver. We, we vote them in. We've, we've chosen them, Right? From all the products out there, we've chosen this Democrat and that Democrat, and now we say, deliver. And they don't. And then they're so surprised when they get voted out. And if they do get voted out, they say that something nefarious has gone on. It's a, it's a terrible thing. It's like in 2016. And they, they expect you to forget all the history that they've ever said. You know, this, this election, they're the, you know, we're the election deniers, but when, when they denied the election and the validity of the election in 2016 with Trump, who I think won even by much more than, than they claimed. But regardless, he won, thank God. Um, the, uh, the, but they, they were denying it right and left, far more so than anything we've, we've done. We actually have a basis for it. They have no basis except to argue that the Russians interfered without any uh, evidence whatsoever of, of how the interference actually happened. Where, where is the, 
where's the um, uh, the white the, the white erase board? What do they call it? The um, you mean the smoking gun? No, no, the the, the 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 chalking board. Okay, the chalkboard with you know with with the equivalent of Karl Rove explaining you know here's what happened: one arrow leading to the next, cause and effect as to how this election was stolen. Other than their conclusory statement that the Russians interfered with the election and therefore we, the Hillary Clinton campaign, lost. Yeah, and it's Other always, than that. It's always so convenient because what they refer to is a few Facebook posts, okay? Now, I don't know how many people get their electoral decision-making based on inputs from Facebook uh, ad postings, but those people are incredibly rare and incredibly stupid. Okay, very small number of people go, oh, I was going to vote for Hillary Clinton, but I saw this post on Facebook and my mind was just changed. I was pro-choice in everything, but uh, I'm voting for Trump now. And so the point is, it didn't happen. Similarly, a few days ago, Elon Musk took control of Twitter and started getting rid of the cancel culture on Twitter. Well, what happened? News media is now reporting... Over 50,000 tweets contained the word that starts with the letter N. Well, someone dug into exactly what happened. Turns out 300 accounts have been tweeting that word within tweets over the last like 72 hours, over and over again. Most of those are called bot accounts. They're fake. So let me get this straight. So some Democrat, like, uh, you know, Alinskyite slime balls goes on Twitter tweets this thing over and over and sets up an automation program to do it, and then the news media has okay, a story. Not, yeah. uh, I get it, I get it, I get well, no, no, it. I, I, I we're getting too far into this. the Russian collusion hoax. You know, there's a few posts, probably by Democrats, you know, from a Russian source, and then the media has a story that they can follow to explain why Hillary Clinton lost that then turns into a stolen election meme. Right. The, the point is that there was just no evidence for it. I mean, you, you, you're... you're Conjecture is conjecture. I, I don't. I don't think you're wrong, but I, it, it's even. It's even more basic than that. That's, that's the extent. No, but you're 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 creating an argument for them. I don't even think they have that. That's my point. I don't think that they even use bots. I don't think they even can can show that there's a connection between any posts that that the Russians supposedly posted that in any way influenced anybody. So I mean, they've, it's their burden, not ours, right? So that's that's it on that. Look, I want to move to a different topic, uh, but again, uh, a topic of uh, gaslighting to some extent. There was an article in The Atlantic uh, that recently came out, and the title was uh, pretty much descriptive of the entire article to the effect of, you know, we were wrong about masks and much about the way to handle the shutdown and the the COVID situation, um, and you need to forgive us. Okay, it's time to oh. forgive and forget. Yeah. Okay, we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. After we shoot you at the at a firing squad, we'll forgive you. Okay, the views of Ari David are not necessarily the views of Burke Lurie. All right, so I think that this, of course, is, I mean, you, you want to say too little too late. This is, uh, she's demanding that we forgive her apology. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she hasn't really apologized. She simply, she's, she's explained, she mansplained, if you will, that the reason why they were wrong is because they just didn't have the information. They just didn't know. That No big deal. Uh, and she, she sets out how she and her family would go on hikes and they would wear masks um, and they had signals to each other when they saw somebody approaching. 
uh, that didn't have a mask or anybody for that matter, and therefore put your masks on and, and so on, and uh, never to go outside. They didn't know, they, she explains, that you can't really meaningfully transmit the virus while outside. They didn't know that it didn't affect people as much. Hold on. Uh, they didn't know the, the, the effect or the consequence of, um, uh, you know, how, how it wouldn't necessarily impact young people, right? They didn't know uh, so many things, she said. And so please don't hold it against us, and you shouldn't hold it against us. Well, we do. First of all, how is it that Ari and I knew and so many other people knew that this was all BS. Because uh, the reports were coming out very clearly. It, you cannot get it from the outside. Secondly, as I said before, the more contagious a virus is, the less lethal it is. Right? It's, it's, a, it's 100% inverse correlation. 100%. Not, not sometimes, not most of the time. You cannot have an extremely contagious virus, as they claimed COVID to be, and also have a virus, that, that same virus, be extremely lethal. You know, as I made it in my example before, it's like having an extremely cheap car that's also extremely powerful. It just doesn't exist. All right? It just doesn't. It's like, it's like, it's like saying an extremely intelligent Democrat person. You, you can't. The, the more, the more, yeah, it's good. You like that one, right? Okay, thank you. So, the, it, totally inverse relationship. That's the way it works. Or, or if you want a you know, more apt analogy, okay? So when a woman says that she wants a man who's very powerful, a CEO of his company, uh, a leader in his community, uh, making tons of money, of course, and also very strong and sexy, and at the same time, knows what she's thinking. Yeah, very sensitive. Yeah, yeah. right, no such animal, okay? It doesn't exist. So same thing with this virus, we said this before. And the, the facts were coming out very, very plainly. And then when the Stanford study came out saying that, in fact, uh, there were 85 times more infections of COVID than they had previously thought, which means that the morbidity rate had, uh, was much lower than anyone had thought. They were just dramatically wrong, but they continued on with this mask BS. And then, of course, came the vaccines. And, the, and, and, and uh, presumably, they want to apologize for this as well. Right, so are they, they, want to, they want us to forgive them and to leave them alone, forgive and forget. They, they're, and they're big on the forget part of it. No problem about that, right? It's, I think it's forget and forgive. No, it's forgive and forget. No, 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 they, they want to do the forget. The forgetting takes <laughs> the precedence. Yes. Well, well but, but it's more like uh, I've got an excuse. It's not even forgiving. They just, they just right. want you know, to say they, they were very right about their whole thing. Okay, look. Their whole argument is uh, that they've done everything they could and they were just listening to the CDC guidelines and they were just enforcing that. When they, when they menaced you for not wearing a, a mask and they gave you dirty looks and canceled you or censored you or tried to do all sorts of things to ruin your business, um, that, that is, that's what they're talking about. And they say, well, you know what, uh, we were just wrong about that and now we, we acknowledge that and so let's forgive and forget. Uh, but, but isn't that the same thing Arya is saying, I was just following orders, right? Oh, right? oh, 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 hold on. Let me, let me, uh, let me take a new page here. Hold on, following orders. Where, where did I hear that? Say I, that. I, oh I, it's God. on the tip of my tongue, tip of my tongue. Uh, uh, Nuremberg. Something with a berg. Yes, right. exactly right. Right. Oh. It's terrible. It's just terrible. It's oh, uh, think, think. 
They, they really just don't even hear themselves speaking when they say things like this, right? They, they have no... But, but then again, you know, Democrats, leftists in particular, um, you know, never bother to look more than five minutes beyond their history, right? In the past, rather. And certainly not beyond five minutes in the future, so... You mean when they said things like the unvaccinated needed to be sent to... Camps? Yes. Oh my, I forgot. I totally forgot about that, Ari. Camps? Yes. Because who else sent people to camps? I, I don't know. I just, uh, camp sounds like a nice I mean, thing I, when I you mean, think about it. I mean, but... every year I send my own kids to camp, <laughs> but they come back and they don't go by train. Hmm. Uh, mm. Oh man, it's just awful. But, but Australia did that, right? They, 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 they went into these camps yeah. uh, and, you know, that somehow they. They were really punished severely if they didn't, uh, if they stepped outside without a mask and uh, all sorts of crazy stuff going on. When I, I got dirty looks when I was in the airport, I never wore a mask when I was in the airport. Never. I refused. And I, only because I, first of all, I knew that the Gestapo wouldn't stop me. And if they did, uh, meaning, you know, the police and the police are not the Gestapo. That's the good, good thing here in America. The police are good guys. They're not nowhere close to the Gestapo. So I knew that the worst that could happen is some sort of security officer would come up to me and say, sir, can you, you know, if you wouldn't mind, I, you know, we, we think it's crazy too, but please wear a mask. Okay. And then I would. But, but guess what? Nobody stopped me. Nobody. So I was the only one there. And, and what does it say about our society? Right? That, there, that the perception was that they would get in trouble if they did. And yet, most of these same people, they're happy to go above the speed limit, right? If it's 65, they'll go 75, 80, you know, but it's against the law, right? They, they could get in big trouble. They can get a big fine at the very least if they go above 75 in a 65, 65 mile an hour zone. But somehow, when it came to the masks in the airports and everywhere else, uh, they got ticketed for, for even going outside. There's a lot of accountability that needs to be had here. Uh, I think, you know, once the Republicans take charge of Congress, uh, God willing, both houses, that you're going to have Fauci on the stand. You're going to have uh, the CDC directors on the stand. You're going to have even Deborah Burks on the stand. You're going to have a lot of hospitals on the stand uh, and other experts. Uh, for that matter, you're going to hear a lot from um, Twitter and Facebook I, w I want heads to roll. I want accountability. We all do, right? We I mean, want they, Nuremberg trials. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It's not a bad Nuremberg-style trials. I, yeah. I, I think that's not a bad idea. Huh? I want to figure out how this all happened, how we all got bamboozled. Look, the good news, Ari, you and I, because uh, we are deep believers in God, we saw this for the BS that it was. And I'm very proud of the way I comported myself uh, during this, uh, the COVID pandemic, the shutdown in particular. Um, and let's I just said... Let's not call it a pandemic. Let's just call it a hoax. The hoax. Well, okay, whatever. Uh, let's, 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 let's not... How about this? Let's not get derailed, okay? I just I want to say how we handled this, this, this time, um, the shutdown, the... It was, you know, we, we went to the mass rallies without our masks. I, I walked the dog without my mask. I, I went into buildings without my mask. Uh, and I did everything I could to defy this. Okay, I, I defied all the vaccination uh, commands and everything else. So I'm very proud of myself. I will not be one of those guys that said, you know, how could I have just kind of caved into this? I, I contributed to a, a mass evil. Right. And it was a mass evil. I mean, the, the amount of shutdowns of businesses 
how businesses collapsed, except for the big ones, of course. They, they're supposedly against all the big corporations, but only the big corporations survived. Um, the amount of suicides, the amount of drug overdoses, the child abuse, the spousal abuse, the destruction to our kids uh, in schools. I mean, all the evidence is coming out now. All of it. And, and, and none of it for any reason whatsoever. It didn't, it didn't provide a benefit of any kind. There, not a single life was saved as a result of the shutdown. The Johns Hopkins study shows that. But they, they won't talk about that. And if, if they did have anything, just any study, suggesting, okay, this is how many lives were saved because of the shutdown, they would have tattered that day in and day out. But they don't have any study like that. You would think they would be able to hire some sort of crazy outfit, some sort of statistical operation, a polling operation or whatever, uh, that would do a study that would show how great the shutdown was, how effective it was. They don't have one. It says something, doesn't it? As you know, I, I like to always think about the world of what's not being said. And that's one of those things. It's not being said. And the same thing with the vaccine. So you have, uh, you know, I mean, how people can square the circle of uh, when they said, take this vaccine, it'll be 100% effective against getting, uh, the, getting the virus or spreading it. About 100%, it'll stop it in its tracks because it prevents infection and transmission. Then a few months later, well, it doesn't inf- stop infection transmission. Well, then you don't have a vaccine, now do you? Yeah, it's meaningless. And then they had these but fantastical ideas. to take it. And then Even the- though it doesn't stop the two things that we were promised it would stop. And your kids are required to take it, too, if they want to go to our delightful private school. It's right there in the contract. You have to agree to what they have to say. That's, that's right. it. And so that's why Ari left. That's why I left. Uh, we, we weren't about to have that mandate imposed upon us. In fact, I saw it coming before it actually happened, and we pulled our so kids out of that school. Yeah, before, yeah, we, we, our, our kids both went to the same school. Um, we, we pulled our kids out of the, that school way ahead of time, knowing that funky things were going to happen in the near future. Sure enough, they happened, because we knew human nature at the end of the day. Look, and then they, then they created this fantastical argument that, well, you take the vaccine, and if you do get COVID, it'll be a lot less impactful than had you not taken the COVID. Well, then all these people had, hold on, then then all these people got the COVID who never had the vaccines like you and I, you and me, and uh, our impact was not severe at all. Meanwhile, the people who did take the vaccine were in the fucking hospital, excuse my French, after war, we took time of war. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll point out to anecdotes. It's, it's all, it's, the arguments are always anecdotal. Right, and that's an, un, un, uh, an unquantifiable, untestable statistical conclusion. But for the fact that you t- would have t- taken this thing, you would have gone to the hospital. Right. right? How, Impossible how, to prove. How Impossible. How prove that? Yeah. that? Hey, Mr. Science, you have to prove that, not me. You're Mr. Science, yeah. Bill Nye, the science, you lie. Uh, you, yeah. you know, so, so they give us these whoppers of, of supposition that we're just supposed to gobble up like ice cream. But they do gobble it up, and they gobble it up just like the arguments that, that somehow the inflation thing was great, that there's no crime, that there's no recession, that there's nothing happening at the border. I mean, it's amazing to me, until recently, very recently, I speak to most of, uh, a lot of my leftist friends, uh, and I have a lot of them, uh, and, they, and they say, what border problem? The, the, the border is secure. They, they, they are literally parroting 
what the White House wants them to parrot. Never mind that they could find out the information for themselves yeah, well, very easily, right? It's, it's, it's very apparent. It's very readily accessible from all sorts of different sources. Uh, it's from the, from the Department of Homeland Security, for that matter. They have all this information from INS, everything. It's, it's right there. But they, they have this... I, I guess they'll squander the credibility at some point. And I think it's all going to show up in this upcoming midterm election. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, what about Paul Pelosi's attacker? He was an illegal alien from Canada. Yeah. How about him? Right? <laughs> well, they, they, would say, they would say, okay, it's one anecdote uh, oh, of one guy, right? Katie, along with Katie Steinle, along with this one, along with that one, along with all the yes, gold yes. star and angel star moms. Uh, yeah, they're all anecdotes. I, I want to go back to something you said at the beginning, though, that I think set up everything so beautifully, which was the, the thesis that we were lied to with these people. Joe Biden said, elect me, I will change nothing of Trump's policies, but I won't engage in mean tweets. I'll bring back the credibility and the dignity of the office, but your lives shall remain exactly the same. He said I that? I don't remember him saying did. that. Yeah. And he said, I won't shut down the economy, I'll shut down the virus. Ah, ah well, <laughs> tally-ho. I love, I love it when he says it you know, in a whisper. He'll say, right? He goes into those things. And then he'll say, it's time for us to shut down. The, I'm not going to shut down the economy. But then he leans forward and he says, I'll shut down the virus. As if he's telling you a secret that he's letting you in on, right? As if he's Christopher Walken for that monologue in Pulp Fiction, right? <laughs> okay. Butch. So anyway, uh, I do want to talk, since you brought it up just recently about Paul Pelosi and the whole argument there. This is another gaslighting moment. Okay, so first of all, let me just say... Let, let's let's uh, show the broad contradiction of them arguing on the one hand that um, uh, you know Paul, this, this attacker should be imprisoned, federal crimes, and so on. And I and I agree to the extent that he's done any any crime, uh, and they can prove it. Uh, that that's that's fine. But some guy literally tries to kill Lee Zeldin in New York on a campaign in front of massive numbers of witnesses, and he gets let off. He's out in the streets again. Right. But so, the, the if they were, oh, oh, you got you to you got to wait till oh, the sorry. microphone. So, Brett um, Kavanaugh too, of course. But that was attempted murder, which is horrible, of course. But Lee Zeldin, they actually had witnesses. Just everyone was there, and they let him. Now, had it been, of course, a Democrat in exactly the same scenario, had it been Kathy Hochul who had been attacked, they would first of all try to find a way to make that attacker to be a Republican or MAGA one at that. Uh, but certainly, he'd be in jail. All right, but so let's just see the broad, you know, contradiction right there. Okay, this this double standard is so obvious, and people are seeing it. It's not it's not that hard to see. I'm not a genius for pointing it out. Um, now, this this the whole story, however, what's his name? David uh, Pappy? Yeah, David something paper or whatever. So he's he's a nuthead, right? He's some sort of nudist guy. He's he's clearly a progressive. It doesn't even matter that he's progressive what his political leanings are. He's a nut. Right? It's a plain it's plain and simple. And he goes in and he does this, this stuff. And who knows whether he broke in. We'll get more information later on. The one thing we do know is that there was a lot of security cameras around. You would expect no less Not from the Pelosi. You would expect the, the I'm getting there, all right. Uh, you would expect them to release sorry, that that the Pelosi compound, the household, would have all this security footage. It should be there. And then, of course, you have the body cam video from the police. And God knows from where else, right? I mean, but at least those two sets of video footage should be released. It should be obvious. But, but they're not releasing it. 
Okay, it, it, I wonder why. So that leads to a huge question as to what the frig really happened. You, you can't tell us, you can't tell us that we're, we're to believe your narrative that this pappy guy got into the house, somehow got into the bedroom of David Pelosi, um, uh, Paul Pelosi, asked where's Nancy, and then he tells him that, that she's not here yet, but she'll be here later, and, and he's got this plan to somehow uh, imprison her. Uh, but, then, but then he lets uh, Paul Pelosi go to the bathroom, uh, at which point Paul Pelosi supposedly calls 911 and says that there's this attacker. Okay, but that's not what the, the tapes say. The tapes say, okay, there's my friend, and his name is David, and he's in my house, and he's gotten a, he is beyond the rails. You would think that if somebody were actually, uh, first of all, it's crazy that David, again, he's crazy, uh, would, this PAP guy would allow Paul Pelosi to go to the bathroom with a cell phone, no less, to, and then make this call. You might say, okay, well, he's a crazy person, doesn't see reality and so on. I mean, that's, that's why this, this thing could happen. But you would expect Paul Pelosi to be much more uh, crazed about the situation and say, there's, a, there's an intruder in my house. He's threatened to kill me. He's threatened to kill my wife. Please come right away. Anything to that effect, but nothing. No, no, no. Instead, he refers to his friend David. Look, I could be wrong about this, but we, we also have the 911 tapes. That should be there. What was actually said? All right, it'll, it'll all come out. And, and Pappy, you know, it's going to be a trial. I mean, if they let him live, if he's, if he's not going to be Clintonized, right? Or Epstein. Or Epstein. Uh, then what's, I mean, if I were his lawyer, I would say, okay, well, I, I have a right to see what the evidence is against me. I'd like to see all the video footage because I think it's going to be contrary to what the prosecution is arguing. And I think I'd win. And all, as a defense attorney, all you have to do is turn to the jury and say, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we now, we know that there's security uh, camera footage. We know there's body cam footage. We know there's a 911 recording, and they won't release any of it. Uh, and they want you to, to say beyond a reasonable doubt that this guy committed a burglary and an invasion and an attempt to, to uh, imprison and kidnap Nancy Pelosi. Beyond a reasonable doubt? What are they hiding, ladies and gentlemen of the jury? Right? But it won't end, up, it won't end that way because something else is going to happen to David Papp. I don't know what, but he's going to be silenced one way or the other. You'll see. Uh, or he'll go to some sort of, uh, you know, plea deal where he's not to talk about this whatsoever. But I, I got a, I've got a bad feeling for the future for David Papp or Pappy, whatever his, you know, this idiot's pronunciation is. Uh, anyway, look, it's all about uh, gaslighting. It's all about pretending. We, we had a podcast a while ago called The Great Pretend. And I, I think it says it very well. It's all about expecting you to pretend that you'd buy this vision that they want to impose upon you and that you shouldn't ask any questions at all. And now it's the, the, the what's the expression? Uh, uh, the, the, the chickens have come home to roost and we're going to knock you out of all of your political seats. And there are going to be seats that will be taken that you never thought would ever have been taken by the Republicans. God willing, this day, on, on, on the 8th is going to showcase exactly what we're talking about. It will actually show what the American people are thinking. And the Democrats, guess what, won't take a lesson from it whatsoever. They'll only say, 
that the American people have been duped and fooled by the MAGA Republicans and our democracy is ever more so at stake because of this election where Trump and his cronies have managed to hypnotize all you good people. And we are here to save you and we will rise again one day. That, that's what they think. They, they will truly think that's that. That's what they're saying now. Yeah, that's so, true. It is true. It's, uh, it's not, that's not Barack being clairvoyant. That's him like uh, repeating their very yes. words. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know? That's right. That's, Hillary Clinton went and said that uh, literally yesterday. Yeah. She said, anyone who votes Republican is too stupid to know all the good things we're oh, doing right. for them. Yes. yes, you're right. And so, I, I thought you were talking about the point where she also said about a week ago that uh, they're already planning to steal the election yes, in 2024. That too. Yeah. Yes, of course. All right, folks. Well, you get the idea. This is uh, this is going to be the great awakening, uh, and it, what should be a great slap in the face of the Democrats, where they finally realize, my God, we were just so on the wrong track. We have no idea what the American people are thinking, but they won't take that lesson. Yeah, they won't you, get it. And all of you, go vote in person on election day. Yes, exactly right. All right, folks, God bless, and God bless us on November 8th. Let's show them what America really is all about, because it's time to win and to turn this country around. In the meantime, Brock Lurie signing off, saying God bless, and we'll talk with you next week. <laughs>